0: may be seated for the lesson scripture reading for our meditation tonight is taken from the gospel of st. John the 14th chapter beginning with verse 1 and Jesus says to his disciples let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. Thanks be to God. Let us unite our hearts in prayer our dear lord jesus draw us to yourself through your holy word so that we may be drawn to you eternally in heaven we ask it all in your saving name amen Dear fellow redeemed who have been purchased and bought back to god by the suffering death and resurrection of his only son our lord and savior jesus christ god's grace kindness and compassion are yours to be found alone in this risen Savior. Amen. I still have trouble when I see a lava lamp, and I'll explain why. When I was in about fifth grade, I had to go to the dentist four separate times to have teeth pulled. And this was back when Novocaine was not always as good as it could be today, would be today. And I dreaded those dental visits. And in my Uh, dentist's office in the waiting room, there was a lava lamp. So to this day, I get a little bit bit bugged when I see a lava lamp. It's amazing how that trepidation and fear can live with you from childhood sometimes. There are different ways that we show our insecurities. It might be biting fingernails or playing with hair or jiggling our foot. If you're nervous about something, if you're afraid about an event that's coming up, uh, there are a variety of different ways physically that we can show that and where it, it kind of shows up physically on our, on our bodies and, and so on. Jesus sensed in his disciples some trepidation. This text in front of us takes place uh, the night when Jesus was celebrating the final Passover with his disciples and to give them the, the sacred meal of the Lord's Supper. And he began speaking to them about what was going to happen after, uh, after this evening and all the, all the things that would be taking place. And while he's addressing this, he says to them, my little children, interesting he calls them, my little children, I will be with you only a little while longer. And where I am going, you cannot follow now. But then he says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. The Greek word here means agitated, stirred up. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So he clearly sensed that there was some trepidation in them, some nervousness about the words that he had given them. And yet we think, you know, think of all the miracles that Jesus' disciples had witnessed. Think of the powerful things that he had done before them, stopping storms and raising people back to life from the dead all the all the different miracles they were allowed to witness and yet here they are again fearful of some of the things that are coming ahead for them if you think about yourself when when you feel insecure when you sense insecurity in yourself it's usually for a a a number of reasons one is that maybe maybe you've been let down before when a promise has been made to you Maybe another time when someone said or even thought they were going to be able to handle something for you, and then promised they could do it again, and then it didn't happen. Maybe that fact that you've been let down plays into that insecurity. In the world we live in, there are no guarantees. We There are many things that can be out of our control. There are things that that we would like to assume can happen, and maybe dream and plan to have them happen. But... There's so many different factors of things that can play in that are beyond our ability to control. And so often when we're entering things that are part of the unknown, that's when our insecurities can really start to kick in. But it's important for us to remember, just like with Jesus' disciples here, remember the one who's making the promises to them. He's someone who controls all things. He is God of God, Lord of Lords very God of very God, and he is the director of all history. He's the one who says to his church, all authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Another thing that sometimes can cause us to have some trepidation, especially when we think about dying, is our own life record. I remember years ago going to see a man who I was new at a congregation. He had been one of the most devout, he might say, pillars of the church in that congregation. And he had now had to go in with some heart trouble. And there was a possibility he might die from this. And I remember he was so afraid. This was a man that could teach others the gospel and supported the gospel his whole life. And yet he was so terrified and afraid. And I said, is it about dying? And he said, no, it's not the process of dying. I'm, I'm just so afraid whether I'll go to heaven or not. So sometimes even the fear about our own guilt can play into that. But think about Jesus with these disciples. He knows everything about them. He, In fact, in the verses right ahead of this text, he predicts to Peter exactly how he will be denying him in the hours ahead. He knows the weaknesses in them. He knows all of their pet sins and their troubles and their faults. He knows the most the most grand sin that they've ever committed in their life he knows all of that about them and yet look at how how firmly he speaks to them about their salvation and he does the same thing for you and me he knows everything about you he knows your whole life he knows what you've done he knows the kind of thoughts that go through our minds he knows what our eyes have looked at he knows the kind of words we've said behind people's back he he knows it all And yet he still comes and baptizes you as his child, and he still comes to you through his grace and says, in my Father's house there are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. He still, despite knowing all of that about you, the worst about me and about you, he still comes to us with that beautiful and gracious promise. Next week, the Christian church will be celebrating the ascension of our Lord. And this text kind of points us ahead to that a lot of times we're very enamored with the miraculous nature of of Jesus ascension and the majesty of that to imagine seeing him physically bodily rise up through the clouds and and we should be we should marvel at that but at the same time your Lord doesn't want you to miss the personal aspect of his ascension the reason for his ascension is to go and make things ready for you in eternity And so every verse in this text, all four of these verses speaking to his church, are verses of comfort. It's just dripping with the gospel. Everything about it is encouraging. Everything about it is uplifting. Everything about it is is designed to take away our insecurities and our fears. Now God has not made your arrival in heaven. He has not made it dependent upon the severity or the strength of the faith that he's given you because as you and I know that goes up and down and can be very weak at times but the the security that we have in our salvation and going to heaven is found in the promises of Christ and Jesus underlines that he says to his church if it were not so I would have told you the Son of God isn't gonna lie to you okay when it comes to such an important issue in your life. If it were not so, I would have told you. Can you think of one promise that God has ever made, either in scripture or in your life, where he has broken that promise? We think of examples in the, in the uh, scriptures, telling Abram and Sarah about the, uh, the upcoming birth of a son to her, despite her old age. The parting of the waters of the Red Sea as the Israelites went down toward that sea Jesus talking about Jairus's daughter outside the house that she was just sleeping his own resurrection from the dead all of these things that were beyond the laws of nature that that were just miraculously bizarre according to how we would live by the rules that we live by in in this world and yet God is always able to control all of those for the benefit of his church. And so the Son of God extends his hand to you today, too. And he says, do not be afraid. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. He invites you to simply trust his word. As you leave this campus in the days ahead, and it's possible for some of you, you may never come back here. We hope you do. We hope you come back to visit, but it's possible that the way your life will work out, you will never come back to this place. Well, we hope and pray that what you've learned and heard in this sanctuary has been edifying for you and preserved you in your faith. But above all, above all, that you would know that you can be absolutely sure that through Christ you have heaven. That's really what Bethany's about. That's really what our work here boils down to. And so we hope and pray that if there's anything in your life you remember about Bethany, it's that. I can be positive that I have life in heaven waiting for me because of my Lord. Amen. with all the faithful through time and eternity.